Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dallas Comedy Club podcast. I'm your host, Kimberly Alou, and I am here today with the hilarious and wonderfully talented Xavier Poole. Uh, Xavier is a performer here at DCC. He's part of the team Homeowners Association that performs every Wednesday night as part of our club team lineup. Uh, he's a hilarious stand-up. He's a podcaster. He's an open mic host. Xavier, welcome. Wow, thank you. That was a cool introduction it really got me <laughs> blushing over here that's cool yeah, i can see it you're all you're a blush uh <laughs> man i mean it is so fun getting to watch you work the different rooms in this building because mm -hmm. um we don't have a lot of crossover between improv and stand-ups here yeah and that's something i'm not used to coming from new york there's mm -hmm. a lot of crossover in new york in yeah. dallas not so much no it's not it's, it's crazy it's not like uh, i think it, it seems like Improv uh, in Dallas and stand-up has they kind of like their own tribe. They usually don't cross. Yeah. So it's kind of weird that, you know, it's like that because it's, I mean, it, like they kind of like go hand-to-hand. -hand Absolutely. You, it, you know? So, yeah, yeah it's, it's kind of weird. What um what was like, and you might not have one, but do you mm -hmm. have a, like a very early childhood memory of like comedy in general? Like is there like a moment in your childhood where you're like, yeah, I remember how funny that thing was for the mm -hmm. first time. Oh, shoot, golly, let's see. When I was a kid, and this is like 20 years ago, actually, uh, the Kings of Comedy comedy tape. Yeah. I used to sneak and watch that like at night because my grandparents had the bootleg version of it. <laughs> I used to sneak <laughs> and watch it like all the time, and like that's like that was funny for me. Like that's how I started like – watching stand-up and that's where funny came because all yeah. those comedians and tv shows that i liked also and i was like oh crap like you know that's that was like defining moment funny for me because it was a really dope show it was a full-length movie put together really well you know it had like background stuff about the comedians and everything and i mean it was, it was like i loved it yeah good masterpiece all around hell yeah was there like a particular moment um throughout like childhood teen years in your 20s whatever it is where you were like this is i'm gonna pursue comedy like this is the moment i'm deciding i'm gonna do this well you know honestly i hadn't been like stand up i hadn't been doing it for that long i've yeah. only been like just studying it for like the past maybe two or three years like i've just been studying it just making sure i got everything right but uh like I like here recently, maybe like a year ago, I was like, I need to start doing stand up. When I had, uh, when we had got my podcast signed by the Black Effect Network, yeah. uh, um, that's when I was like, okay, it's people listen to me now, it's people that think I'm funny, it's people that's telling me that I'm funny, let me try and start doing comedy. So that's when, like, literally like a year ago, that's when I was like, okay, let me get started. I'm sorry, I started just like really just rehearsing the comedy jokes I had wrote, written over the past three years, yeah, and just you know, hitting. You know, the, the uh, open mics. Open mics, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. Can you talk to us a little bit about your podcast? Because this is like, again, coming from New York, everyone has a podcast. Yeah. Everyone you meet is mm -hmm. like, yeah, I got this podcast. <laughs> and here it's like not that many people are like into the podcast game. Yeah. And yours, it's incredibly impressive what you've been able to grow with your podcast. It's mm -hmm. so fun. I got to be a guest on it, which yeah. was such an honor. And I had a fucking blast talking with you guys. Um, so just tell our, our listeners a little bit about that podcast. Oh, yeah. it's um. So I've always been, in, of course, the Naruto headband. Yeah. <laughs> you guys can't see him right now, but yeah. you'll see a picture. We'll yeah. post a picture later. Uh, <laughs> that he's got, he's got his whole anime set up. Uh, I've always been interested in anime and uh, yeah. comic books, DC, Marvel, um, gaming. I've always been interested in it my whole life. Yeah, uh, 
I have friends that was interested in it also that I went to college with, my friend Dre. And me and him got together, and uh, we, we started the podcast. Uh, when we started recording, I'd send uh, an email out. You know, because you know these celebrities, they get emails, millions of emails every day, so you got to oh, be yeah. consistent and, like, sending emails. So um, I got uh, Charlemagne's The Guy's email, and uh, I sent it to him. I was sending it out to him every episode. We did the description and stuff, and then we finally got a call back from the president of his company. It's amazing. And then uh, we started negotiating, talking, and we struck a deal with them at iHeartRadio. And, you know, it's been pretty amazing. Uh, we're the only podcast of its kind on that network. And uh, we're, like, like we're like the only one, I think, like, that's not, like, don't have a celebrity on it. You know, it's right. just us. Like, it's just us. So and Man, That means you guys are the celebrities. <laughs> 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 and for those of you out there, the, the podcast is called The Black Nerds Podcast. The and Trap it is, Nerds. Uh, oh, The Trap Nerds. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> uh, the, yeah, I will. Uh, it's The Trap Nerds Podcast. Um, mm-hmm. And it is so fun and funny and i mean truly just the the you guys all have such a nice like ebb and flow Mm -hmm. to to the the run of that show and someone who is not into anime and Mm -hmm. coming on i was really nervous i think i emailed you and was like should i read a comic book what do i watch like how do i what do i do um and you all made me feel just so welcome and like the little bit of stuff that i could interject with i mean Mm -hmm. you scooped it up and you ran with it it was just really really fun Mm -hmm. um I mean, yeah, it's it's so impressive when you really think about how how many people have podcasts out mm-hmm. there, yeah. and then to be one of the ones that iHeartRadio yeah. was like, "We're gonna scoop this up. This is great." Right, and it, it's crazy because, like I said, like it's a, it's so many like talented people on that network. Like you got eighty five South Show, you got Michael Blackson, who's a hilarious comedian. Yeah, you have um, Steve Smith Jr. Like you know, you got a lot of amazing. Uh, talent on that network so to be a part of it is is pretty dope you know yeah. it, it feels pretty well and you know we we make sure we, and all we're doing is just like talking shit that's all we're doing <laughs> <laughs> yeah just th- that's all we are just talking uh that's what we you know how friends do we sit down we talk about anime gaming any nerd can tell you that they have arguments and talk about oh. stuff like that and, and that's what we do and people love it and you know we, we building a pretty decent audience from it so yeah yeah you know i have to ask just because this i feel like this is the one like it's, I don't even think it's considered anime. It's just a cartoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I love Avatar: The Last Airbender and like mm-hmm. Legends of Korra. Are mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with. I've read all the comic books like mm-hmm. that happened when the series ended and like all the little offshoots. Mm-hmm. Um, and like right now they're working on a new. Yeah. Uh, TV show and I'm mm-hmm. like so if you if y'all ever do an episode on that please mm-hmm. bring me back because that's when I can really get we into actually, it. We actually. Uh going to do a review of the movie when it released we pro- we will definitely bring you back please because that okay first of all let me just backtrack real quick the movie <laughs> that m night Shyamalan did was so bad it was it was terrible so bad terrible. so i am so nervous mm-hmm. about this new live action Same. iteration mm-hmm. the one thing i'll give them credit to is it definitely seems like casting is more true to like the you know ethnicity yeah. wise like it was mm-hmm. just a bunch of fucking white people in the first movie yeah. and so this one i'm like all right at least we got <laughs> this is at least a little bit better um but i am very nervous that it's just gonna mm-hmm. be a the slap one, together mm-hmm. the one thing that scares me about it is the original creators right about a, about a year ago they was like now nah, i'm stepping back from yep. it but I mean, it's Netflix. Netflix, they they find their, you know, when they find a groove, they make some really good movies. So yeah. right, they're going to put a lot of money in this And movie to be too. fair, the reason they stepped back mm-hmm. was because they got the offer from Nickelodeon to expand yeah. the universe and continue making, mm-hmm. like, they're basically, gonna... they gave them a platform, like, go ahead, do whatever oh, yeah. you want. 
Um, this just turned into the Trap Nerds podcast, yeah, y'all. Right. So sorry about this. We're gonna be talking Avatar for a while. Um, no, but I, I, yeah, please, please, when the yeah, movie comes definitely. out, I would love to come and talk about it with you guys because um, I. I will. I have the map of the four nations hung really? above my bed. I have an Appa hat. I have uh-huh. so much art done by different artists. Early, I love the Earth Nation. Uh, I'm Sage. an Earthbender, dude. What? I am. Oh, Come same, on. Same. Toph is my girl. That's my homie, bro. Like she's the coldest one. Oh. I love the Earth Nation. I love like the whole Bossing Say storyline. And oh, it's incredible. Oh, don't get me started. Oh my God, the <laughs> Tales of Bossing Say makes me cry still. Oh my gosh. Yes, right. it does. No, this it's is seriously. An avatar podcast now, y'all. Um, <laughs> all right, so let's get back to comedy. Let's get back to comedy. Um, I'm really curious, you know, as someone who is still just kind of starting off in this world, um, mm-hmm. improv, stand up, all of it. Have you had a moment on stage yet where you're like, damn, that is my favorite moment that I've mm-hmm. had on stage, or least favorite moment where you were like, damn, that was really tough? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just really curious to hear, you know, that. Um, I know with improv, it was open the night here. That yeah. was that was my favorite moment because uh, it was we was the first show, mm-hmm. our first show on opening night. You know we've been practicing for so long and it went so well. So like that was like one of my like favorite defining moments that I'll never forget. Packed house. I mean, packed house. I mean, twenty five people. Hundred and twenty five people packed into that room. I think we had some standing room too because mm-hmm. it was like we didn't want to turn anyone away. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, all the teams really mm-hmm. brought it, but oh, yeah, homeowners association it. was hysterical. <laughs> I mean, y'all are always funny, yeah. but it was, it was a fun night. Mm-hmm. And, and like stand up, I know, uh, cause I, I really can't, I really haven't had much. I mean, I, I've, I've done a lot of open mics, but, um, I, I really had, I really don't feel like I've had much time to have my big defining moment yet. Yeah. I know. Well, one of them, I guess I can't say that backtrack, <laughs> backtrack. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but like my like when I was doing stand up at uh, Arlington Improv mm-hmm. and like I was nervous like I was so like super nervous, but my friends came and it was a lot of people for some reason that came that night too, and everybody like <laughs> every comic that came up there was just like kept on going in on like white people like really bad, like <laughs> like I was like oh my gosh I wrote the perfect jokes for this because the jokes I wrote was like how much I love white people, <laughs> like <laughs> oh man like I freaking love going to East State sales and stuff like that. <laughs> Like, <laughs> so, like, I had did that bit starting out. I was like, why did I make fun of white people? I love white people. And I started going into the bit. Like, the whole, I had, like, a lot of people. Like, it was, like, like the biggest laugh almost I've ever heard at uh. that point. And I've only, I think that was, like, my fifth open mic. And I was like, holy crap. Like, it was, like, really defining for me. Like, that made... Made my gave, blood pressure rise in a good way. Yeah, it gave you that, like, I can fucking do this. Right. Like, that feeling of, mm-hmm. like, I'm good at this. I can do this. Right. Man, I love that. And I've, I've watched you at the open mics here um, mm-hmm. when you've hosted, when you've just gone up. And it is a very special skill uh, to work in open mic room. I think it's a totally different type of room than, you know, getting booked on a yeah, stand-up show. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so for those of you out there who are listening who are not in the world of stand-ups or, or in, mm-hmm. even in the world of comedy, when you go to an open mic, like – you know, if there's a hundred people in the room, ninety-eight of those people are also yeah. stand-ups who yes. are there to do the open uh-huh. mic, and it's usually a very tough room yeah. to perform to. And mm. I have consistently watched you get up, not only as a host or just somebody attending, um, but just like you get up there and you make the room laugh. And mm-hmm. it is not easy to do that. It, you know, it, and it's not, and it, it's like. I, I struggle a lot with like self doubt for some reason. 
Listen, we all do. Yeah, I do. Oh, yeah. And but like when and like I be so like, oh my gosh, I hope these jokes work. But when I get on the stage, I start telling the jokes. People laugh like, oh crap, it's working. Yeah, I need to stop doubting myself. But it, it's like it, it's like I, I can't explain how it felt, like how it feels. But it's 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 amazing feeling, like to know that stuff I write down, stuff I work on, is making people laugh. It's making people enjoy. And then comedians that come are so supportive. Yeah. Too. Like everybody is working on their stuff and they make you feel so comfortable. And I love that atmosphere when yeah. you're doing open mics, you know. It feel it's I uh, I almost equate it to like it's like being on drugs a little bit, you know. <laughs> like you have a really good improv yeah. set, you have a really good stand up set. Like mm -hmm. when the audience is laughing and you know they're laughing at what you're saying or yeah. you're doing. Oh my god, it is. Mm -hmm. It's drugs, man. <laughs> There's a reason why people take a level one improv class yeah. and then keep coming back because oh, yeah. it's like, oh my God, this is so addictive. It, it is. And so that kind of, I know that you just finished up taking um, one of our stand-up classes yeah. here. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious to hear, was there any like moment in class that like really stood out to you, whether it was like, because um, you were in Lauren's class or Katie's class? I was in Katie's, Katie's. class. Uh, so yeah. Katie Evans, wonderful stand-up here in Dallas. Really, really fucking funny woman. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, so funny. I love her. And, and so I'm curious, it's like being in that classroom, I mean, as someone who was actively already mm -hmm. doing open mics, what sort of experience was it like to then be in like a level one stand-up class? Having already yeah. done a, probably a lot of the stuff that she's trying to teach. Uh-huh. I mean, it, it was um, it was still a learning experience for me. Of course. I, I never go into anything thinking that I'm like the big expert, especially not in something like stand-up. So, you know, it was really cool to just to – to sit back and, and learn from her. And she she taught me a lot. You know, I love, like, a lot of people don't like getting criticized. I love <laughs> getting criticized. Like, tell me what I'm doing wrong yeah. so I can fix it. And, you know, that's what she did. Like, she tell you, like, it, you know, I, that's one thing I felt like that can be a crutch because I was doing the open mics and nobody was telling me that I wasn't funny. But there was jokes that I say that, you know, I wouldn't get a laugh off of until I rework them. So, you know, I, I know that I need some kind of critique and I know I need some kind of help. And she really helped me with that. Like one thing she gave me was uh, I need to learn to stick to what I write mm. when I'm writing my jokes because uh, when I start bouncing around and stuff, that's when, you know, things get kind of like uh, one, one like probably like a small negative thing about doing open mics. You're working on material, so everything is not flowing together. You're mm. just throwing out jokes, seeing if they work sometimes. And that's kind of what I got used to doing. And she helped me learn that, you know, when I'm doing a set, this is what the set I need to stick to, and I need to follow that flow. Yeah. That and trust what I write, because what I write is doing good. And that was pretty dope that, you know, yeah. that's something I learned from her. Oh, man, that's really good to hear. All right, now this has become a, a Katie Appreciation Podcast. <laughs> yeah. um, that's fantastic. I mean, that's good to hear because it's like, it is, it's important. You know, mm. you don't need somebody who's going to tell you, like, you're not funny. But you need yeah. someone there to be like, listen, you've got the, you've got it, mm -hmm. but now you got to hone it. Yeah, right, right. And that's what a teacher should do. If you're in a class and a teacher is is telling you you're not funny, get out of that class. Mm -hmm. Everyone is funny. You just, you got to get yeah. the right, like, mentor, essentially, to right. help guide you, help hone that mm -hmm. skill, because that's all class is for, is honing your skills. Right. It, it is. It definitely is, and it helps so much. And, it, I mean, everybody, in this, the other students in the class with me, it, being around them and doing the jokes with them and hearing their jokes and, like, seeing how they work with their material, it, you know, it's just, 
I was taking in so much. So it was yeah. such an amazing time. Hell yeah. Um, I'm, I want to ask some like fun questions now, like some fun, silly, stupid questions. Let's go. Um, so if you could insert yourself into any TV show or movie, or I'll even say this, or like comic book series, uh-huh. and not like, oh, um, I'm going to replace Heath Ledger as the Joker in The Dark Knight, but like you're just another character All in right. The Dark Knight. Like what, what world would you want to just, boom, Xavier is now in this? Oh, um... It's a long list of things. That I like to be in. <laughs> you can name a few. You can name a few. Oh uh, no! Um, of course, like I, I really like Batman. Yeah. Oh uh, wow! I just pulled that one out of, yeah, out of nowhere. Okay. Yeah, Batman. Like I have the Batman tattoo. Oh shit! I, yeah, everything. I'm Batman all day. I know almost everything there is to know about man. Batman. I say almost because they keep making new shit. I mean, stop <laughs> it. They beating Batman with a dead horse. Stop it, DC. But um, they <laughs> they're making another movie, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just saw the, the poster come yeah. out, so I was like, again. The yeah, only thing that gets me happy about it is that like they cast, like the casting is okay that they Who's did. Who's the with, guy? I didn't even look at uh, it. Robert Pattinson. He's decent. He's a decent actor. He's, he's gonna a, play well, Batman. Yeah, well, he's a good actor, but yeah, he's gonna play Batman, which is kind of weird for me. Interesting. But I, yeah, and then they have Zoe Zoe uh, Kravitz. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I um, like her. I like her. Yeah, that's my future wife. Like, yeah, she doesn't yeah, know yeah. Yet. She doesn't know it yet, but she she'll find <laughs> it. But nah, yeah, she's an incredible actor actress. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's like Batman. Where I love to be in that world. Just when like, did you get that tattoo? Out of curiosity, he's got um a tattoo of the bat symbol on his uh, forearm. I got it. Whoa. Wow, like five years ago. Five years ago? It was one of my first tattoos on my arm. Yeah. How many tattoos do you have? One, I don't know, like, I think like 15. Wow. I'm not tatted up that much, though. Like, it's just like they're scattered. I uh, yeah, I, I see like a few on one arm. I see the one on the other arm. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was it. And so yeah. it's for you to say you have 15, <laughs> I'm like, where are they? Yeah. Every time I, yeah, every time I get one, my grandma is like, 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 why do you keep getting tattoos? I'm like, I like drawing on myself, grandma. Yeah. Come on. Come on. <laughs> I am a canvas. Let me paint. <laughs> Um, so then, I, I mean, I bet I know the answer to this, but then, like, if you could have any superpower, what would it be? Oh, oh. Is it just, like, endless money like Batman? <laughs> no, nah, it wouldn't be, cause, like, no, nah, because, like, Batman is my favorite character, but I love to have Superman's powers. Oh, yeah. He he has such a, such a wider range of powers. Yeah. And it'd be dope to have his, like, have his abilities and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and another admirable superhero that I like, too. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who doesn't want to be invincible? Right. I know, like, okay, kryptonite, but like, okay, you're invincible. <laughs> All right, let's be real. Um, if you had to choose a song that would play every time you entered a room, mm-hmm. what song would it be? Oh, um, uh, I know it's a tough one. It is, but it's definitely a Jimi Hendrix song, "Along the Watchtower." Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, yeah, that's, I love Jimi Hendrix. I really like yeah. that answer. Just, just walk in with badassery. Just walk in the room, and that song is just playing in the back. Yeah. yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> Do you consider yourself a lucky person? Um, I know this is a tough question. It, Everyone it, I've asked this question to has always been like, "Ooh, I don't know." I I do, but like not in a way as like things just luckily keep happening. Like I know I. I you in, work your ass off. Yeah, I, I, I and uh, you know that's something that's hard for me to like understand. Like. I have worked a lot. I put in a lot of hours working, like working hard to get to where I'm at. So, yes, I feel like a lucky person, but I know it came with a lot of hard work. Yeah. So I'm appreciative of it. Yeah, know? absolutely. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. It's like I, it's almost a double-edged sword, right? Because a lot of people out there are told over and over again, 
you can make it. You just got to work hard. Mm -hmm. And I, and that is true. You have right. to work hard. You absolutely yeah. have to, you have to want it more than anything yes. else. <laughs> yes. But it also comes with like that little dash mm -hmm. of luck. I mm -hmm. think where, yeah. Cause I know plenty of people who have worked their fucking ass off for years and mm -hmm. are still struggling are still hitting mm -hmm. their head against the wall, not getting that like big break yeah. <laughs> or that, that, you know, no one's really noticing the hard yeah. work. So, you know, it, it is. You, you got to work hard, but I think there is that little dash of luck. It I think is. There's like a phrase out there that's like um, uh, uh, hard work uh, meets uh, opportunity, and that's yeah. that's the moment. You have to right. be ready for the opportunity. Mm -hmm. If you're not ready for it, then it's just going to go right by you. That's why I don't like, like, oh, I probably expose myself. <laughs> expose yourself. <laughs> well, I don't usually, like. I'm not I'm, I'm not like Jim Carrey movie yes man but I usually don't like saying no to a lot of opportunities. Yeah. I try and see if it fits me first before I say no to it. I, you know cuz every opportunity I've said yes to it's 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 took it taking me somewhere and it is giving me experience uh, and it's added to that hard work and that's paying off for me now. So yeah. you know that's that's that, I mean it goes into being a hard worker. That's one thing I learned just you know uh, opportunities come you just got to know which one you get. You got to catch it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think I'm very similar. I say yes to a lot. Yeah, um, I, and it's tough to not not say yes to things because you're mm. right. There's, if you look back at the career you've had up until this point, where yeah. it's like, well, I wouldn't have had this thing happen if I didn't say yes to that thing, right. and then that thing wouldn't have happened if I hadn't said yes to the thing before. <laughs> right. it. And so you end up, you know, it's funny. It's like I feel like so many comedians, actors, whatever, you get to a point where. It's almost a privilege that you get to start saying no. Yeah. You know, where it's like yeah. so many opportunities uh -huh. are coming my way. <laughs> I can just pick and choose. But for a long time, you really do. You do just have to keep saying yeah. yes. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you don't know. I mean, a great example, it's how I ended up in Dallas. Yeah. I said over the pandemic, this, the theater I was working for was like, hey, who wants to teach online? Only me and two or three other teachers said yes out of, like, the staff of 15. Wow. And if I hadn't said yes, mm -hmm. I wouldn't have met Rosie. Rosie's one of the owners here at DCC. Mm -hmm. And she, that's how I got this job. And yeah. so, you know, that's that's mm -hmm. those weird, like, all right, I'm just going to keep saying yes. Even coming here, I'm like, all right, yes, why not? Right. I'll move to Dallas yeah. and see what happens. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe right. that's going to lead to something else. I don't know yet, but yeah. it's going to be a really fun adventure mm -hmm. along the way. It, it, and it always is. You know, you learn stuff. You take your knocks, but then you get, but you made it. Yeah, you know that that's the only thing that matters. It's that's a weird thing. Like you get so beat up and beat down on the process to success, but once you get to that success, no matter what you got beat down by, you don't even remember it. Like it just yeah. like I'm here. Forget all that stuff. <laughs> Fuck all that. <laughs> the struggle was real. Yeah, but now I'm gonna enjoy the the success yeah. that I've made along the way. Mm -hmm. Um, I love that man. So, so I, I, this is going to be, you can a, have two different answers to this, mm -hmm. but if you had to uh, name, like create, basically choose a title for your autobiography or mm -hmm. the title for your Netflix special, mm -hmm. what would the title be? Oh man. Uh, I don't know. This, uh, have anybody ever used this, but it'd be like talking about myself. Cause that's what it'd be like. It'd be like something like Xavier Poole is talking about myself, or like it'd be something like really like cause you, cause that's like what I do. Like I love, I'm a self aware person. I love yeah. talking about myself, so I do it in my act. So like it'd be something like that, or like fat no shame or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah, I love that talking about myself. Uh, yeah. 
I've gotten some weird answers to that question so mm-hmm. far. I think mine would be. Yeah, well, yeah. What would yours be? Mine would probably be uh, if my mother only knew. Because <laughs> <laughs> she would know. <laughs> She'd have a fucking heart attack. Um, so, okay. And I know I emailed this out. So you maybe have some pre-planned or this can come off the, the cuff. But I want to know for like brand new people who are like still terrified to try this this world of comedy, mm-hmm. stand-up, sketch, storytelling, uh, improv, whatever it is. What are three pieces of art that you would recommend people consume? So, like, mm-hmm. it could be a documentary, a movie, TV show, book, a literal piece of art, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. What What are, like, three things that you sh- people should consume if they're going to try mm-hmm. this? I definitely think that people should watch a lot of stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, no matter what you're doing, no matter if you're doing improv or stand-up, I think people should watch a lot of stand-up comedy specials. Not to mimic what the comedians are doing, but just to get a feel of, like, how they set up their jokes, how they deliver, like, how they work a crowd and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, I think that's one thing that is needed. Do you uh, have a particular stand-up special that you that you would recommend people check out or one that you just mm, really love personally? Mm, let's see. Because I've been listening to a lot of them on audio yeah. lately. I, I like, you know, you know what? Who who I've really been listening to lately? I'm just gonna say that one, Theo Von. He's hilarious. I who love is him. it. Theo Von. Theo Von. Uh huh. And he has an audio. He has an audio um album of his stand up that I've been listening to a lot. All right. And I love like listen to it. You get a different feel for it because you're hearing, you know, like you're using your ears to hear. Okay, he's setting up another joke. Okay, he's stopping this joke. He's about to start this one. Okay, he's hitting the punchline. He's made these people laugh this many times in a minute. Like, you know, that's the things that you can get when you're listening to. Um, I would say listen to Theo Vaughn and listen to Patrice O'Neill old albums. Yeah. It, it's, it, it's something like, like if you, you can just like, you got to really take in comedy when you want to get into it. So, and that's one way to do it. Listen to it and also watching it stand up. That's, that's number one. I have two more. All right. Ask the question again because I forgot. <laughs> Just any uh, the two more pieces like what like TV shows, movies, documentaries, mm-hmm. um, comic books that are like particularly mm-hmm. funny. One that always stands out to me. I used to read um, a graphic novel called Chew. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with it, I but it's, heard of it. oh man, dude, it is a trip of a fucking. It's like follows really? a, a detective, but in this world. You he like eats the body of the dead person and he can see how they die. That sounds so familiar. I think they may have tried to make a TV show mm-hmm. off of it and it did not do and well. I think it's that's what disgusting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but like to me, it's so funny. Mm-hmm. Like it's such a funny take on the idea yeah. of like murder detective novella mm-hmm. type of thing. So, like, I love Chew yeah. for that reason. That, sound like, like, that sounds dope. Yeah. Check it out, man. It is a fun <laughs> graphic novel to read. The TV show was disgusting, but the <laughs> graphic novel was very fun. I'll say, no, okay, so that's that's interesting. So that's the second thing I will say. One thing that I'm learning from uh, listening to uh, a lot of comedians' podcasts is that reading it really helps yeah. also. I hate reading. I have dyslexia. I used to hate reading, but now I'm starting to see now how much reading benefits me benefits doing stand-up because yeah. I'm, learning, I'm learning new ways how to i'm learning new ways to pronounce things to speak to talk and by just by reading how people wrote you know what i'm saying yeah absolutely so, like reading is important and definitely like for improv and stand-up i would say reading is important that's number two yeah I'll go with that one. yeah that's a good number two that's a good one no one said read yet so uh-huh. that's great <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
man, number three, I'll just say, I mean, what to watch. I, I like going on YouTube and I love watching other improv troops perform from oh, different yeah. places. Not just like locally, like in different places. Like that's what's really like helped me a lot because when I started doing improv last year when the pandemic started, it was all online. Yeah. It was a virtual class. I took a virtual class in Where uh, at? In Austin. Uh it's, was it the hideout theater? It's the hideout theater. Who that's did you, what, who who did you take the class I with? Do you forget, remember? I forget who it was. It was a guy. Oh my God. But um it was the, the it was like they had put out the five dollar class. Yeah. And I paid for that. And then I was like, so I just started paying for it and just going back weekly. I think I did it for like, I did it two weeks every month for, like I do it two weeks out of a month for about six months and then one week out of a month for the next six months. That's was, great. Yeah, it was so, it was, it was awkward, but it was. Of course. <laughs> oh my gosh. For those of you out there who did not try mm -hmm. online improv, oh boy. Yeah. It's a very, as you know, mm -hmm. very different than in real life yeah, improv. Yeah, it, it was, but like. It made it work, and um, I mean, it, it was it was a new experience for me. So uh, you know, I was kind of awkward the whole time in it. And when I, I wish I would have had like stuck with it a lot more and did a lot more. Yeah. Because I feel like I don't know, when you do it in person, it's so different. And I feel like it was stuff maybe I missed when I was taking the class, but it was so much fun though. Like it was still fun. Like I would say, doing that, and then like from doing that, that's when I started looking up improv troops on YouTube and stuff like yeah. that. Like that really helps helps out a lot. Also, seeing how other people do improv and stuff like that. Yeah, it's um. I mean, I you say that like it, it it's you wish you had stuck with it more, but I, I mm -hmm. think a lot of it did translate. You know, I'm watching yeah. you on Wednesday nights with your club team, mm -hmm. and I I really it's it's one of those things. Like anything, if you want to get better at it, you just yeah. have to keep doing it. Right. Um, and it's so funny. I feel like um, as a teacher, I've I've experienced several students that are like. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, uh, how do, how do I get good fast? What book should I read? And I'm like, bro, you just got to go to yeah. jams. You just got to have a lot of bad shows. Right. And like have a good teacher that tells you like, don't do that again. And right. Like, that's it. Yes, like, yes, yes. Um, can't be afraid of criticism at all. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I feel like, that's a great, I'm yeah. going to clip that out. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> I feel like in today's age, like people are so afraid of being criticized. Like they don't understand the benefit of being criticized, which it helps you grow. And, you know, I, you know, I'm criticize me. I don't care. Yeah, it's, criticism is not a, a dig. It's not that you're bad. It's like, yeah. do you want to get better? This is how you're going to get better. Mm -hmm. All right, we're going to do uh, a segment now called okay. um, First Thought, Best Thought. So I'm going to ask you a series of questions, and I want you to just give me a one-word answer. Whatever the first thing that pops in your head is, just give us that one-word answer, okay? Okay. What is your idea of misery? Oh. Uh. Third floor apartments. <laughs> <laughs> what is your idea of pure bliss? Um, meditate, meditation. Nice. Meditation is awesome. Hell yeah! I love med. I started. I'm starting to meditate a lot more. It, it's dope. Pure bliss. Hell yeah! Yes. Fuck yeah! Ooh, <laughs> I'm not good at meditating. Uh, what or who is your biggest inspiration? That's a hard one. Yeah. <laughs> I know, especially as a stand-up, like you're always changing inspiration. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so many big, but um, I know Patrice O'Neill. Yeah, I'm like the way I, I like. I said I listen to his audio files. I used to watch his stand-up. I watch all his YouTube videos and stuff like that. The way he used to do his thing and like the controversial stuff he used to say, but people used to still love it. Was like freaking like it, it was like mind blowing seeing him perform. 
his act, like him going in telling the lady, shut up, chicken lady. Like, just like, <laughs> like <laughs> eat that chicken. Like, going in on the audience, man, and everybody just laughed. Like, the way he controlled the crowd, it was, it's, it's like, it was so admirable. Like, RIP to him. And, I, and yeah. also, he's in one of my favorite TV shows, Office, also. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Big inspirations from him. Uh, what would you say your biggest vice is? Vice. Okay. Okay. I went to a low income school, so when you use big words, uh, <laughs> so vice like um all uh like like bad like, thing yeah yeah I, like the thing that you like you consume too much of that you should probably like not consume as much of oh food definitely oh <laughs> uh, yeah uh, food is getting better they got way ten times better during the pandemic and people don't understand that yeah but now nah, it's like um yeah no nah, like. For me, it's it's like sour Starburst specifically. Yeah. I eat just, too much. Like, it, it, it's, okay, this is my thing. Like, this is what my doctor tell me I do that's dumb, which I always thought I was doing a smart thing. I'd eat once, a big meal once. I wouldn't eat nothing the rest of the day. My doctor's like, no, don't do that. Yeah, it's so bad. <laughs> and which is weird. Like, I used to, like, do, like, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Oh, shit. Yeah, I used to, like, I used to, like, walk, like, six miles every day and, and, and like, Food just got better and the pandemic hit. So, you know, I got to get healthy. So, like, that's oh, one thing I think. Healthy. I think that's my vice right there. Like, yeah. Honestly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you'll you'll be happy to hear you're not the first person to say that food <laughs> is their vice. So you're not yeah. alone on that. <laughs> um, do you ask for permission or for forgiveness? I ask for permission because I learned, uh, shout out to my uh, Black Effect producer, Jax. One thing she told me was it's always – um, uh, the word ah, I can't think of it. No, it's not your worst answer. Your worst, an- your worst answer is never asking. Hell it, yeah! yeah oh, so, that's great. Yeah, it, I think that's what she told me. But yeah, like that's I'm always I'm gonna ask. You know. Yeah. I, if, I don't care if I get a no. If I get a no, okay, then it's not for me. You get a yes, then yes. You know. So it's always I'm always asked for mention. Hell ask yeah! Permission. That was that's a great answer, man. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, and now this is the last one for this the, this little segment. What is one word that best describes you and your brand of comedy? It's self love of one person. That's fine. That's one word. That's good. That's good. Self love. Because people like tell me even now people tell me like, oh, you talk about your, it's funny. Uh, you talk about yourself a lot. They think like it's some kind. It's still some kind of, some kind of mental health issues. It's not. Mm-hmm. For me to be able to stand there to talk about myself, you have to go through a great deal of healing. Yeah. Before you can do that, and I have. I went through a great deal of he- healing to be able to write those acts and laugh at myself. I love laughing at myself. So like, mm-hmm. you got to have a great deal of self love. I think this. If it's not a one word, it's one word today. But yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Self-love. Self-love. Like, we'll put a hyphen in there. It's, yeah. it's good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Xavier. I love that so much. We're going to move on now to the very last segment of this, and it's uh, the improv section. So mm-hmm. we're going to do maybe five, maybe ten. We'll probably do it a little bit closer to five minutes of improv. Let's do it. Um, so I'll ask uh, you what I've been asking everyone. What kind of suggestion do you want? Do you want a location? Do you want our starting relationship? Do you want just a mm-hmm. random word, a first line? What do you want? Let's do our starting relationship. Love it. Okay, so our relationship. I'm going through my little thing right now. Explain it first. I'll start a relationship real quick. So I just oh, yeah, yeah, starting relationship. So um, I'm going to eventually I'll name a, a relationship that Xavier and I are going to do our scene as. Mm-hmm. So um, it looks like the relationship that we're going to do 
(laughs) (laughs) is beneficiaries of a will, which means we're both named in someone's will. Okay. All right. All right. right. So take a moment. All right. Take a sip of water. All right. I think mom left me the house. I know we won't know until the lawyer reads the will, but I'm I'm pretty confident she left me the house. Are you, you you know you you haven't visited mom since we put her in the home, right? <laughs> okay. All right. I think I that's an, an exaggeration. I know that you've been there every day, like yes. the doting son, but you know I've I've been doing things for her mm-hmm. from a distance. Yes, that's everything from a distance. I've been there having to clean up after her twelve cats that she let excessively get. Like what nursing home let let a, a woman have twelve cats in it? Like, a good seriously. nursing home, Daniel. It a was, good nursing home. It's, it's a terrible nursing home, and I did my best to take care of it. And you wasn't there at all. You don't get the house, lady. <gasps> Well, I don't think it's up to you who gets the house. I think that was mom's call, and eventually the lawyer will be here, and eventually this will all be worked out, and it'll... And eventually you'll stop doing drugs because this is going to be my house. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Marijuana is Mm. not a drug, okay? Let's be... It is... It is... Uh, uh, it should be as legal as tobacco Mm. or or alcohol... Mm. And you mm. and I both know it. Marijuana is not a bad drug. It's not. But Thank when you, you forget to pick your kids up from, All right. s- from school. They like, got home, geez. didn't they, Daniel? They got home. They did. Luckily, because... You, you know what? You you just, like, you don't deserve this place. You're here, you're here out of nowhere trying to get a house from a lady that I spent years taking care of. Like, you think that you have this, this, this innate privilege. Um, but you're my sister. Like, like... This is weird for me. Daniel, you seem angry at me. Very. I can feel it. Mm-hmm. How can I make it up to you? I know mom's already dead. I can't make it up to her, but I can make it up to you. Um, her cats are still alive. You want me to take care of these cats? I want you to take every single one of them. What do you want? Can I, can I just, like, get rid of them? I don't care what you do with them. Just take them. Oh, yeah. Done. You can uh, load them right. into the back seat of my list. car. Mm-hmm. I'll take the cats. Okay. And now she had a distinct smell before she died. Mm-hmm. And she has a really nice comforter set in her room. But it you smells gonna ask like me? Are you going to ask me to wash yes. that woman's bedding? It, I feel like there's a heredity. My grandma, mom was really good at washing. I feel like hereditarily... <laughs> You'd be just as good at getting that smell off of the blankets. This is unbelievable. You know what? I I was doing you a favor with the cats, but I draw the line at doing laundry. Okay. Um. Those those are my those are my demands. I'm obviously I'm obviously gonna get the house. I'm obviously gonna get the house. Well, but those have- are my demands. Like if you uh, like. So then what so then why why would I take the cats? Why would I I wash the laundry if I'm not even gonna get the house, Daniel? Because. Just say it, just say it, because I'm a bad sister and I, because I'm a bad daughter. You can just say it, okay? Yeah, okay, you said it for me. But um, <laughs> that's literally what I was going to tell you. Like, you, like I don't get, like, how you will, um, I don't get how, like, you have the audacity to come here and just, just, just you know what? Let's split it. Split the house? Split the house in a half, literally. You stay on one side, I'll stay on the other side. Only, only if we can put a literal red tape down the middle, and I want the side 
with the kitchen. No, I, I, you know how much I love to cook. Do not take that away from me. I wanted the kitchen. Um, but What if we split the house down the middle the other way so the kitchen is cut in half? I did not know it was going to negotiate. Okay, so I'll I, I, I do that. Okay. I'll do that. Okay. But she, the sheets, the best oh sheets. Oh, my God, again with the and sheets. They're really comfortable. Not, like, really, like, I don't know how. I don't how know. could you know if the bedding is comfortable? Did you sleep in mom's bed? I did a lot. Uh-huh. Then how? What, then what, I mean, you've been dealing with the smell then. I don't yeah, understand why I need to wash it. That's how I know I'm getting the house. Before we put her in the home, I'd sleep with mom every night. Not in a weird way. Daniel. Not in a weird Daniel. way. Daniel. Not in a weird way. I didn't say it was in a weird way. Not in a weird way. I didn't say it was in a the weird way. The house is kind of creepy, and I'm still kind of scared of ghosts. I know. I am, too. It's a very exactly. creepy home. So I but I want, I, I want that house, Daniel. You know how much mom... You know how much mom and I didn't get along. And I feel like if I could get into the house and just be in it without her, that I could, like, scrub away the badness of our childhood and just enjoy it for the beautiful home that it is. That is a very convincing argument. I think, honestly, you know what? I think you do deserve the house. Really? I, I do. Yeah, because you have kids, and... You leave them places, and I, I um. You're just gonna keep throwing that in my I just, face. I left. I left them at the school one time. One time, Daniel. I'm, but I'm, I'm giving you the house. So allow me to tell you about yourself. All right. Like you, like, what? Oh one time. You left me one time, but now that you guys have the house, I just really want you to know that, um, I really want that bed. She said. Yes. <laughs> Oh, my God, Xavier, that was so damn fun. Oh, my God, I love that so much. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, oh, my God. <laughs> I've never got to do improv with you before. I know. So, so that was like. I'm like, I love that. That made, oh, my God, that just made my whole day. Um, yeah. Xavier, thank you again so much for chatting with me today. Is there anything that you'd like to plug? Um, basically, like, besides the podcast, plug the podcast, but yeah. also, like, how can people find you? Do you have a website, social media handles, mm -hmm. anything like that? Uh, oh, this, okay, I do this every day at the end of my podcast. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm versed. Uh, so you can follow my podcast, the Trap Nurse Podcast. We stream on every uh, streaming platform. We stream on the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. Uh, wherever you get your podcast, listen to us. Uh, very, very funny podcast. Um, also, oh, actually, if you're in stand-up comedy, we actually had Josh Johnson on not too long ago. He's a really funny stand-up comedian, and we're working on scheduling a lot more comedians, too, uh, and, and guests. Um, also, you can follow me on Instagram, XmanPG, EXmanPG, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. That's my name everywhere. Follow me there. I'm a really good meme connoisseur. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He really is, folks. <laughs> Like my memes and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, just, you know, uh, I'm going to be here every Sunday night starting October 24th. Yes. Oh, excuse me. Uh, yes, Xavier's going to be. We're starting a brand-new open mic yes. um, on Sunday evenings. You can sign up through the website dallas-comedyclub.com. Mm -hmm. If you scroll down, you'll see a little section that says open mics, and there'll be a link there that brings mm -hmm. you to a job form so you can sign up uh, to get on the list. And Xavier's going to host. and it's I'm gonna hosting. Amazing. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be fun. You guys got to come out. You guys got to check it out. Yeah. The what what Kim, Rosie and Ian are doing here in Dallas is amazing. You guys are amazing people and like you're doing incredible work here. You guys got to come check this club out. 
check out the improv shows. I'm putting out, I'm 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 putting out. I mean, I'm promoting the club on my podcast interview at the club. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, you, you guys got like it, it's an amazing place to oh, be. Thank you so, so much, Xavier. Yeah. It's only amazing because of the community that's here, people mm-hmm. like you, mm-hmm. um, who who come here and take classes and per- perform on our stages. And I mean, my God, you guys, you make it easy. You make yeah. it fun. I, I love my job. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you, Xavier. And thank you to everyone who listened in today. Um, as I mentioned earlier, you can check out the website, uh, not only for Xavier's its shows, but for a lot of different shows um, that we have going on five nights a week here at the club. That's dallas-comedyclub.com. And you can check out our current uh, calendar of all of our shows all right that's it folks i've been kim you know who i am everybody stay safe out there